Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Our first scripture reading comes from Isaiah chapter 57. It shall be said, Build up, build up, prepare the way. Remove every obstruction from my people's way. For thus says the high and lofty one, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, and also with those who are contrite and humble in spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite. For I will not continually accuse, nor will I always be angry. For then the spirits would grow faint before me, even the souls that I have made. Because of their wicked covetousness, I was angry. I struck them. I hid and was angry. But they kept turning back to their own ways. I have seen their ways, but I will heal them. I will lead them and repay them with comfort, creating for their mourners the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to the far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Gospel lesson comes from Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and now you will receive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I'm a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me? 
that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of the, your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there will be fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me and his holy name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength in his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lonely. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her for about three months and then returned to her home. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I have a soft spot in my heart for Mary. You may have noticed that if you've paid close attention to my sermons over the last year and a half, and I have no doubt that each and every one of you has paid very close attention to each and every one of my sermons. I like to mention Mary early and often. Now she gets the spotlight this time of year, but I like to lift her up at other times as well. This mother of our faith, the mother of our savior. I think that we should hear her and heed her Magnificat, her wondrous song of praise more than just once a year. Now I say that I have a soft spot for Mary, but really I have deep admiration, awe and wonder. She is brave and bold. She is a revolutionary. She trusts in God more than other people's opinion of her. She sees and recognizes God's blessing when she would have every other reason to turn the other way, afraid. Her song cuts to the heart of who God is and how God blesses not just her, but the whole world through Jesus. And this was not a popular message, the one contained in her song. And friends, she did all this as a young teenager. She was probably 13 or 14 years old. It can be easy to sanitize Mary with so many images that we have of her sitting quietly, almost out of her body. But she was a real flesh and blood teenager with hopes and dreams, fears and pressures, with a body and a heart and a soul forever changed. We do her a disservice by assuming that this was easy or she was always just a saintly, otherworldly, compliant person with no emotions, no real choices to make. Because just imagine, just imagine what this encounter with the angel Gabriel must have been like for her. I imagine that Mary was in awe and shock and wonder. She says to Gabriel, you are promising what? How can it be 
Gabriel, that I am pregnant. I'm not married. I'm a teenager. Oh, my mother is going to be ashamed, she thinks. What is this going to do for the prospects of my family? And oh, dear God, literally God, what will Joseph say and do? Are you telling me that God promises that I am favored? But I don't have any money, no means to support my child. What could be blessed about me? And on top of that, you were promising that my child will be the very son of God, the king we've been waiting for. Shouldn't he be born to the emperor's wife? How can it be that I am carrying our God, the Messiah, in the waters of my womb? I'm nobody, Gabriel, just a child myself. I don't know really how to care for myself yet. I'm still learning, much less how to care for the very child of God. Are you the one I'm meant to come to, Gabriel? Are you sure? Mary wonders. She ponders. Will generations really call me blessed? Gabriel looks at her and says, Mary, do not be afraid. The Lord is with you and nothing is impossible with God. This is God's promise. The world, Mary, <laughs> it is about to turn. So Mary turns with all her doubts and her fears, her wonder and her hope, her expectations and her questions. She turns to go and spend some time with her cousin Elizabeth to try to seek some wisdom and a safe space, promises incarnate, and the love and support of a trusted elder. Well, she goes to Elizabeth's house and she finds that she too is pregnant and also filled with doubts and fears, wonder and hope. Elizabeth is in awe of God's promises to her. How could it be that I am pregnant? Elizabeth asks, I'm in my 80s. I have no energy to care for a child. How can my baby be a prophet? Will prepare the way for the Lord? I prayed so long for this day, Elizabeth says, though stopped praying for pregnancy decades ago. How can it be? How can it be, God, that it is here? Am I up for the challenge? A still small voice says to Elizabeth, that Advent refrain, do not be afraid. I promise to be with you and nothing is impossible with God because the world is about to turn. So Elizabeth turns and she finds Mary, her dear young cousin, great with child, visiting her. And this poor girl, she is scared and nervous, visibly trembling. Elizabeth graciously ushers her in, offers the hospitality to Mary that God has shown Elizabeth. She makes room for Mary, this young woman who always won't find room or hospitality extended her way. She makes room and she believes God's promises, God's promises of mercy and of light, of hope. And she asks with excitement, Elizabeth says, how can it be that Mary, my cousin and the mother of my Lord visits me? Elizabeth says, for as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Elizabeth, she responds with joy. She makes room for Mary. She believes God's wild and wonderful promises with every fiber of her being. 
Today, we light that third Advent candle, the candle of joy, the pink candle. Joy is different than happiness. Joy is that deep knowledge that with God, all things are possible. That even when life is challenging, painful, scary, God is still at work, bringing peace and hope and love. Joy is a light that shines in us no matter what else is happening. Joy is what Elizabeth knew in her heart, in her age, and in her wisdom when she saw Mary and knew that she was carrying the Lord. Joy is what Elizabeth knows after years of longing, of being shunned by her community. That joy is the truth that God never leaves her. Joy is what Elizabeth offers to Mary in the midst of fear. Joy enables Mary to say yes. Elizabeth makes room for Mary and Mary stops trembling and she starts to believe, starts to rejoice opens up her lips and she sings out a new song, a song of hope, a song of resistance, a song of praise. It's a song about all the ways that the world is turning. And our world desperately needs Mary's song, God's world changing promises. Because the world shouts out, be afraid, be afraid of people of other faiths from other countries or races, your own neighbors. We hear voices that say, you're not good enough. You're too old or too young, a single mom, and nobody from a strange land. You don't have enough money. Don't come from the right kind of family. God's promises can't be for you. This world encourages us to draw strict boundaries about who is in, who is out, to shore up weapons and be ready to fight, to keep on keeping on while the rich get richer and kids go to bed hungry more and more every month in our country. We ignore public health advice at our own peril where a pandemic rages across every corner of our country and our globe. Can God's promises be for us here and now? We wonder, how can it be, God, that this is the world into which you are born? Do you promise to come to us, we ask? How can it be? How can it be, God, that you come to a single mother without a room in which to give birth, that you come as a crying, vulnerable baby, that when you grow up, you hang out with prostitutes, make friends with sinners, you forgive the unforgivable, feed the hungry, heal the sick, bring good news to the poor, proclaim release to the captives. God, are these your promises, we ask, trembling? Your promises that the lowly are lifted up and the hungry are filled with good things, that swords turn to plowshares and spears into pruning hooks, that you have looked with favor upon your servant Mary and called her blessed. This is my promise, says God. Make room. Offer hospitality to the scared, the lonely, inside of you and your community. Make room for me, says God, this Advent, steal away. Listen, be, do not be afraid. Leap with joy, like John. Friends, my prayer is that in this sacred season, like any other, we open our hearts and make room with joy, no matter what. 
We see God's blessings that are around us, even especially when things are hard. So we ask ourselves every day, where has God shown up? And then we ask, where is the world as it is? Not like the world as it should be, the one that God promises. And how can this time help us reorient our lives to God's promises, not our own? so that we shift our hearts and our minds and our behavior, so that we trust in God's promises more than our own, more than caring about what other people may think? How can we let Mary, this brave, bold, awe-inspiring woman, guide us? Stop your trembling, Mother Mary says, and sing out a new song, a song of resistance, a song of hope, a song of joy about God's promises for us and for our church and for our world. And don't just sing that song once a year. Sing it every time you open your lips, every time you offer yourself in service or relationship. Sing this song early and often and believe it. For nothing is impossible with God. Jesus is coming the joy of our hearts, the light of the world, the world, friends, it is about to turn. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.